Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley Bassett. And I'm Catherine Logan. And welcome to Overtime with the Sports Docs. On each of these mini episodes, Catherine and I chat about a new topic or surgical technique in the field of sports medicine. We'll give you our quick take on the most recent data and whether or not this data will be impacting our practice. We are supported by Stryker. Seeking a clinically proven solution for your patients with massive and irreparable rotator cuff tears that has the potential for early functional recovery and pain relief? Check out InSpace. InSpace is the industry's only minimally invasive biodegradable subacromial balloon spacer for the arthroscopic treatment of massive irreparable rotator cuff tears. InSpace is designed to restore the subacromial space without requiring sutures or fixation devices. Learn more at striker.com InSpace. So today we're talking about grit, and we'll be reviewing an article. Its title is Association of Grit with Postoperative Knee Outcomes and Physical Function After ACL Reconstruction in Adolescent Athletes. So grit is defined as the disposition to strive for long-term goals despite setbacks and challenges. So unlike self-discipline and goal orientation, core, the core of grit is long-term stamina and consistent effort towards a goal. So grit can be measured through the use of the grit scale questionnaire, which we'll have a picture here for, um, which has been used in a variety of settings to predict retention in soldiers completing the Army Special Forces selection, in sales representatives remaining in their jobs, and in students graduating from high school. Given how lengthy the recovery of ACL reconstruction is, um, it was postulated that an athlete's grit may predict postoperative outcomes over time. So the study we're talking about, it's a level two prospective cohort study. It was uh, was published this month in AGSM, and it sought to evaluate the relationship between baseline, so preoperative grit, and postoperative knee outcomes across the year after ACLR among these adolescent adolescent athletes. So the authors, they hypothesized that athletes with more grit would achieve better postoperative outcomes than the time with less gritty athletes. I'm sorry, I can't hear you say gritty without thinking of (laughs) gritty from NHL. (laughs) Not those kind of gritty. (laughs) Stamina gritty. Awesome. So this study included 137 participants who sustained an ACL tear, and they underwent ACL reconstruction at a single institution by a single orthopedic surgeon over a two-year period from 2019 to 2021. And all participants completed a series of questionnaires pre-op as well as post-op at approximately three months, six months, and 12 months post-surgery. And the questionnaires included, and I'm just going to read them to you because if I try to read them from memory, I'm just not going to get them. And they are important because later on, some do correlate with grit and some do not. So I think it's important to go through those. So measures of knee symptoms, they use the pediatric IKDC scale, the Lisholm scale, and the PROMIS scale for pain. With regards to measuring activity level and physical function, they use the PROMIS mobility scale, the HSS-PD-FAB score, and the lower extremity short form of the NeuroQOL. You got all that? Got it. And there's more to come. So, <laughs> so the last questionnaire was the short grit scale or grit S. And we should take a minute to go through this because um, it's really to understand the study results, you have to understand what was this questionnaire. So it's an eight item questionnaire and it's been validated in adolescence. So participants respond to how differently statements apply to them using a five point scale from not like me at all to very much like me. So a higher total mean score on that one to five corresponds to more grit. Okay, so hang in here. The eight Mm -hmm. statements included are as follows. Number one, new ideas and projects sometimes distract me from previous ones. Number two, setbacks do not discourage me. Number three, I've been obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short time, but later lost interest. 
Number four, I am a hard worker. Number five, I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. Number six, I have difficulty maintaining my focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete. Number seven, I finish, I finish whatever I begin. And lastly, eight, I am diligent. That was a lot. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> so we're going to skip past the stats section right now because no one cares about stats. Only people who care about stats are statisticians. And we're going to go right for the results. So baseline characteristics of the study group, 70% were female with a mean age of 15.8 years. Interestingly, 74% of the injuries occurred via non-contact mechanism. Maybe that's yeah. interesting. Maybe not surprising given that 70% were female. Yeah. And the graft interestingly used was quad uh, tendon bone autograph, which I found refreshing because I think that's a new graft. And so it was exciting to see it being used in a major study like this. So with regards to grit, there were no statistically significant changes in baseline to post-operative grit over time, nor was there any change in grit based on age or sex. So the grit people came in with persevered, and that was the grit they had at the end of their post-operative recovery. Over the course of 12 months, there was a statistically significant improvement in all outcome measures that we listed at the start of this episode for the entire sample. So everyone improved. So the majority were female. Catherine, do you think this makes a difference in terms of evaluating grit or like what this kind of the impact of this paper? Yeah. So I think it's really hard because we already know, okay, ACLs, there's more females, um, especially, you know, in that adolescent population. So I'm not sure if it really makes a difference um, in this population um, or in this study design, I should say. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Do you have any different yeah. thoughts than I do? No, I agree. And initially I thought it, it, it would until I saw that there was no difference in grit based on age or sex, which I found really interesting. More uh, sex, because I do think that there have been a lot of studies that have correlated um, like poor uh, subjective outcomes with yeah. uh, female sex. Um, and we're not really sure why that is, but um, but we do see that. And so I was wondering if we would see the same thing with grit, but we don't here. So I I don't think that it impacts it. I think this is kind of a refreshingly accurate study because the majority of people who do sustain an ACL tear are female. They're tenfold higher risk. So I think this is actually very representative. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, we're showing the, you, um, if you're watching on YouTube, these tables, um, just so you get a little bit of a deeper dive into mm -hmm. the results. Um, but what we're um, showing you on these tables is a higher baseline grit was significantly associated with greater postoperative HSS PD fab scores and the neuro um, quality of life scores across time. So that's indicating that grittier individuals achieve better physical function and activity levels over time than less gritty counterparts. So of note, there was no significant associations between baseline grit and any of the knee symptom scores or promise mobility score. So what do you think? What does that mean next for us? You know, should we be looking at things, um, screening postoperatively? Can we educate on expectations? Should we be using um, these variables to measure um, beforehand? Ashley, is this change in your practice? So yeah, I'm really excited about the direction of this. We've spoken extensively on this podcast about the risk of you know psychological recovery after a major surgery like ACL and how fear of re-injury and, and um, kind of psychological barriers can hold people back to returning to play and feeling confident in their knee. And I think that this kind of highlights that um, having that gritty uh, disposition, that's that stamina, that, that drive to persevere through setbacks and really push 
towards that goal can predict better outcomes. So I think it is worthwhile screening. Um, I just think if we're going to screen, we have to have a plan yeah. for them. And so I do think that part of grit, and I'm not, I don't know if this is true, it's just my feeling, is probably temperament. It's probably how you were born and how you see the world. But I also think like a lot of things in like the business world and how you approach problems and problem solving, it probably can be educated. So I think the next step is, do we have implementation do we have things to implement right. to have people change their grit or to address their post-operative recovery differently if they're found to have less grit going into right. this i think that'd be really exciting yeah i think just like you're saying we need an intervention so um i believe that this is something in the works so the study was um done at um in denver at colorado children so my understanding is that there is something in the works there and that the hope is that there's an intervention that will be studied next so now it's like a little bit of a proof of concept let's so now um, implement the intervention and then study that so hopefully that's coming but i, I do agree that um it's probably partially that learned behavior so just because someone comes in with a lower grit score, maybe there's some things that we can do to, you know, sort of elevate that along the way. Absolutely. So completely stuff. agree. Yeah. yeah, it's very, it's exciting when we, we see something new that hasn't been really mentioned before or focused on and something as, as researched and as published as an ACL, you know, yeah. we're still learning about this. And I think it's, it's really exciting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing what their second phase comes about. And I think kind of, you know, we've talked about this before where we'll say, you know, do we really need this new technology, this thing that's just been invented, this little mm -hmm. change to the anchor, is it really doing something? But where as a field, we have so much room for growth is like all these other things, like the psychological mm -hmm. aspects of recovery or understanding post-operative rehab or nutrition, um, mm -hmm. those kind of extra ancillary sort of pieces. I think those are going to be the keys to really like increasing and improving our outcomes, not always you know, do we really need that new anchor, you know, sometimes, but yeah, I completely yeah. agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for listening to our overtime chat. We hope you enjoyed our conversation this evening. So make sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music, or wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date on all things sports medicine. You can also watch us on YouTube. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing, and leaving us a review. You can also reach us by email at the pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the and Twitter at the sports doc pod. No S we love your feedback. Stay fit friends.